It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, a licensed nutritionist and a certified nutrition specialist. This show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition information. You know, if you haven't checked out our website lately, I invite you to go to weightandwellness.com and you will see a totally new look. Our new website is so easy to use now. It's so simple. You can pick a nutrition topic and all the articles, videos, radio shows come up on one list. And we have a brand new search engine function that pulls up all the information together. So it's really easy to use. You can download Dishing Up Nutrition podcast at your convenience or search for a radio show by topic. Again, it's so easy to use and fast. And I'm happy to say my young staff keeps me up to date. Not only do we teach life-changing nutrition education, but they have helped me make it easy for you to access this information Updating and re-energizing the website was a long, maybe the past whole year we spent on that. And really, it was a difficult process, but worth all the work that we put into it. And I want to thank Amy and Corey and Nancy for all the work that they put into it. And I think the website just turned out great. Don't you guys agree? Absolutely. I love it. So I want to thank them again. So now on to our nutrition topic for today. We have had so many requests for information about the thyroid over the past several years. But frankly, I kept putting other topics first because I knew that thyroid function and thyroid disease are very complex issues. And we may need several shows about the thyroid to cover all the information. In fact, we've already got one scheduled for December additional thyroid information show on two right part two so you know this little butterfly shaped gland located in your neck is giving you problems then stay tuned because we have some very valuable information to share so joining me today is cassie weenus who is a registered and licensed dietitian she teaches many of our lunch and learn classes and at uh, companies throughout the metro area she also sees clients at Maple Grove office is and is a mother of two wonderful, wonderful children. So good morning, I Cassie. tend to think so, too. <laughs> Thank you, Dar. And I have to tell you just a, a quick, cute little story. Last week, we were getting in the van after gymnastics, and Riley, my older one, he's a first grader this year, we're crawling in the van, and he said, Mom, what's fast food? (laughs) And in a weird, quirky way, it was a very proud moment for me that up until then, my my little one did not know what fast food was. But apparently some of his little gymnastics friends were talking about getting fast Fast food food after gymnastics because they hadn't eaten yet, so... So I had to explain it, but I can proudly say he has never been to fast food. That's great. I hope on my watch he never will. I'm sure that'll change when he's older, but... But, you know, Dar, you mentioned that I'm out teaching um, quite a few classes, which is one of my very favorite things to do. And when I think about some of the common comments that people give back to me after teaching, whether it's a large group, you know, sometimes we're at huge 
companies and I'm speaking in an auditorium-like setting, and sometimes it's a small group and I just have 10 or 15 people, but I often hear some of the same comments, whether it's a big or small group, and people often say, that was such an engaging class and you made me want to make the changes. Mm-hmm. Very and I, good. I love those comments and I know that a, a reason behind that, or at least this is my belief, that one of the reasons behind us making people want to make changes is that we give people the reasons why. Mm-hmm. We don't just say, eat this, not that. We teach them why. Right. And I know, Dar, that's one of your big philosophies, and that's something you taught me from day one, is that this company is all about empowering people with the knowledge to make the right choices. And, you know, we give good visuals. We give it in a wonderful really visuals. easy... Wonderful yeah. visuals. We get great graphic people. One of my favorites, <laughs> because I used to eat these in college, one of my favorites is when we show the big old bagel. Yes. And people often tend to think of bagel as a healthy food. I used to. And then we talk about how a bagel turns to about as much sugar as a can of pop. And people are just in awe. But again, it's those types of visuals that help people understand what good choices are. And when life-changing nutrition information is given in an easy-to-understand and engaging manner, people really sit up and listen, and they want to make the changes. And I'm so thankful, Dar, that finally you got somebody else on board here to (laughs) to take some of my workload, right? We have lots of great people out there teaching corporate classes in addition to myself, but we have another person on board who is ready to get out there and get teaching. And that is my new coworker and registered dietitian, Katie Harla. Katie also sees clients, so Mm -hmm. you're being kept busy. Dar's good at keeping her... Her workers busy. So Katie has also seen clients in the Lakeville office and in the YZ office. Like I mentioned, she's going to be teaching some of our corporate classes, and she is teaching some of our community ed classes and some of our in-house classes. Katie is all about changing people's nutrition so they can change their life. And I want to welcome you. This is your first day on Dishing Up Nutrition. It is. It's my first day, and I'm so so pleased. I've been so excited to come on the show. I know you <laughs> have because you and I have had some discussions. Oh, like, when are they going to ask me on the show? Day one. Right. I was like, is it my turn? <laughs> Great. Well, we are so glad to have you. And being that you are a registered dietitian, mm-hmm. little fresher out of school than I am these days, but I am curious, um, have you always eaten the weight and wellness way? I sure haven't. Um, I, I used to. Yeah. Well, You probably did what I used to because we both went to school to be registered dietitians. And the message back then, and I don't know if it's the same, but the message back when I was in school was low fat. Eat low fat. Eat low fat. So I was eating tons of low fat pretzels. I was eating big bowls of pasta at mealtime. Rarely put meat in there. It was big bowls of pasta because it was low fat and lots of bagels. And do you know what I always put on my bagel? What? Jelly. (laughs) Because it was fat free, right? So I had sugar on top of sugar. And of course, I was drinking Diet Pop because that was zero calories. Did you do any of that crazy stuff? Um, Cereal. Cereal and toast. Oh, I had the biggest cereal bowl ever. (laughs) Yes. Or maybe you could have competed with me. Oh, man. I just kept filling it up. And then I would top it off with skim skim milk. milk. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And we thought we were doing the right thing. I thought I was great. I didn't feel that great, but I kept doing the low fat. So did you have any other funny little habits at all? Oh, sure. Besides the low fat. Did I ever. Um, So when I was in my dietitian training, I decided to take it a step further, and I did become a vegetarian. 
Um, so as a vegetarian, I knew, okay, well, I should still get some protein. Yes. Um, but how and where was I getting my protein was the question. So I started to do a lot of soy protein and many different fake meat products. So I also, you know, wanted to kind of emphasize my culinary skills. So I would make my own um, at home meat. Your own out of fake meat. My own fake <laughs> meat. And I would get made fun of. So a lot of it, again, coming from soy. So what happened to you when you started eating a lot of soy? So kind of coming back to our topic today. So I started to eat a lot of soy foods. And, you know, exactly. Guess what happened? I started <laughs> to gain weight. Really? I sure did. My thyroid started to slow down. But, of course, at the time, I didn't realize what was happening. I just knew that on top of that, I started to develop some bad acne and mm-hmm. the weight on my hips kept increasing. So you started when eating, so when you became vegetarian, you started to gain weight on your hips. I sure did. You started to feel less, uh, less energy. Low energy, okay. trouble sleeping, and then and my bad skin acne. started oh. to break out. But I didn't relate this back, of course, to my no. eating habits because I was in dietitian school. So we I were all doing the right thing. Right. Um, and I really did think that soy protein was a good source, but... As I found out later, too much of that soy was interfering with my thyroid and causing my acne to become more of a problem. So let's Mm -hmm. give listeners kind of an overview of that thyroid gland. You know, it's really a small little gland. It weighs less than an ounce, but boy, does it ever pack a punch on your health. You know, if you've ever had hypothyroid, which means low thyroid function, you know how difficult it can be to get out of bed. And I bet Katie... Even when your thyroid was rolling down a little mm-hmm. bit, it was more difficult for you to get up. And it go. was. It sure was. Yeah. But yeah. when you have hyperthyroidism, you know, you just can't get to sleep. You have trouble sleeping because you're in that hyper mode all the time. It's right. break time already, Cassie. Oh, we haven't even started. I didn't think so, but somebody in the other room's giving me the <laughs> signal. So, yeah, we're going to take our first break, but we're going to come back and talk a lot more about the thyroid. We have some great information, so stay with us. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Cassie Wienis, registered and licensed dietitian. I'm here this morning with Katie Harla, registered and licensed dietitian, and Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist and leader of the pack. And <laughs> we are discussing a much-requested topic, the thyroid connection to, or excuse me, the nutrition connection to thyroid function. And if you have questions about today's topic or want to make a comment about thyroid, call us here at 651-641-1071 and we'll be right back. If you want to feel better, you want to have more energy, you want to sleep through the night, feel less achy, improve your digestion and your moods, look at nutrition. Good nutrition can change all of those things, and the educators at Nutritional Weight and Wellness want to help you. They do this with their weight and wellness classes. It's a series of six classes. You can learn so much about your body and how to properly fuel your body. Did you know that poor nutrition is related to more than 90% of all health conditions? Learn how to properly run your body. The educators at Nutritional Weight and Wellness can help you through the weight and wellness classes. Right now, if you register with a friend or family member, you'll each get $25 off. Classes are taught at Nutritional Weight and Wellness offices and many other locations throughout the Twin Cities. Call 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com to find a class near you. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you're concerned about your bone density... 
Nutritionists have known for many, many years that you need more calcium in exercise to build strong bones, right? Yes, that's a given. That, mm-hmm. that yes. we've known, yeah. So a study published in April 2011 in the Journal of Biological Trace Element Research found that magnesium is a vital nutrient for the absorption and metabolism of both vitamin D and calcium. So in order to absorb your calcium and you and the vitamin D, you actually need magnesium. So magnesium glycinate converts vitamin D into an active form so it can be so it can actually help the calcium be absorbed. So you know you look think about this, you magnesium kind of draws the calcium out of the blood and into your bones. So isn't that amazing? So that, many factors to healthy bones. I, I love the, that magnesium glycinate. I do too. It works <laughs> I so never well. leave home without it. Works it so it well. helps me sleep and, yep. it, and it's helping my bones too. But so, um, we have some callers. Oh, okay. All right. We can take some so, callers. Line one. Hello, Maureen. Welcome Hi. to Dishing Up Nutrition. You had a question for us? I do. I had some lab work done and the paperwork that came back said, that my range is four point, or my number is 4.78, and the range is 0.20 to 4.50. I, what does this mean? I don't know where mine is. Is it hypo, hyper? What, what, so what is this? Uh, was this a TSH number? Um, Sounds like a TSH. Mm-hmm. That's the usual range a, a doctor would give out. Different mm-hmm. than your range, Dar. Oh, Okay. All right, so your top, your number was 4.78. Right. Okay, now I got it. Okay. So actually, when I would look at that, I would say, well, you know, about 10 years ago, the uh, all the people that work with, with people with thyroid, the endocrinologists, looked at the numbers, and they decided that the old range of 5.5 was way too high that was really saying that that was hypothyroidism. The higher your number, the more hypo you are. So it just is confusing. But anyway, so they decided that it should say uh, 2.5 and below in order for your thyroid to be normal. And I think the range went down to 0.5 on up to, or 0.05. Yeah, no, 0.5. I think it's 0.5 yeah. to... Either 4.5 or some doctors are saying 5, but it, it sure sounds like, Maureen, your doctor said up to 4.5 and you're over that. Yeah, and so really we would say um, up to 2.5. So you're really more hypothyroid than anything. So does that mean it's overactive or underactive? Underactive. What is it? Underactive. Under- Low thyroid function, which mm-hmm. is exactly what all of today's topic is about. So you're going to want to grab a, a pen and some paper because we're going to have some great tips. So it's and a, I do have an appointment with an endocrinologist coming up. And at this point, do they put one on medication or what? Oh, or sometimes they do and sometimes they just say, maybe you need to change your diet and look at it, at it and determine whether... You need more nutrients, and that's something we're going to talk about, you know, needing more zinc and more selenium and getting your thyroid to function better, maybe more protein, getting your thyroid to function better, and maybe you can regulate it yourself. Or sometimes they they recommend medication. Yeah, I would certainly give nutrition a chance because you're not that far off the mark. We've seen people with higher numbers that were able to get it back under control through good nutrition. So, Okay. Good All question, right, though. I'm sure a lot of... Do that, then, then, um, 
medication. Ben medication, mm-hmm. right. Right. Well, I think a lot of people have those same kinds of questions. So thanks for calling this morning. You're yes. Welcome. Thank you so much. All right. And then we have another caller. Kate, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. What was your question? Hi there. Um, my mom was um, diagnosed with hypothyroidism like I want to say about 20 years ago. Yep. She was recently diagnosed with um, early stages of cirrhosis of the liver. Okay. When she, when she quit drinking, she started manifesting excuse me, um, symptoms of almost Alzheimer's, and we thought it was more of like a brain damage kind of thing. Now she was recently diagnosed with, I, I think it's called myxodema or myxoderma. Okay. That they're thinking might be part of this, these symptoms, but they, it's directly related to the hypothyroidism. Is that something that you've ever heard of? I think so. Uh, I think that uh, it sounds as though your mom probably was diagnosed with a autoimmune hypothyroid condition, Hashimoto's. And so she's developed another autoimmune disease. And so um, I'd recommend individual nutritional counseling for her. And, you know, because she's got to get this autoimmune condition and conditions under control. And um, so and and through nutrition, you can do that usually. So because my parents were horrible, horrible eaters. Mm -hmm. But but yep. now my dad's kind of taken over that, and they've been eating a lot of whole food kind of things, and her improvement has been, I want to say miraculous. I mean, it's yes. a completely different person. But yeah. but that's something that you you have heard of that? Oh, yes. Of, yes, I have. Okay. So give right. give I'm nutrition, gonna... give us a call, and, you know, I think we could it, maybe take the next step. Yeah, it sounds okay. like they're doing a lot better, but just take the next step. Okay, thank you so much. Good question. Wow. Mm-hmm. Interesting ones. question. Glad you were here, Dar, because I didn't know where to go with that one. Sometimes those calls get complicated. They do. Um, should we talk a little bit more about the I thyroid? Think, and I then think we do. If we, think we, we do should. have another caller on the line. I want him to stay on, but um, I wanted to talk about the function of the thyroid gland. And we're not going to get real technical here, but the function of the thyroid gland is to take iodine that we find in certain foods and convert it into the thyroid hormones that we know as T4 and T3. So let's tell listeners what is iodine and where do we get it. Okay. So now iodine, it's a trace mineral and it's needed, as Cassie was saying, to make those thyroid hormones, which it helps to regulate our metabolism and our body's ability to burn our carbohydrates and our fat for our energy. So iodine is actually found in every cell in your body. So if you're deficient in iodine, it can actually lead you to develop something called a goiter or an enlarged thyroid gland. Right? Mm-hmm. Remember yeah. in grade school, mm-hmm. the picture books? Oh, yes, the, the picture. The, kind of frightening, yeah. As a kid, it was like, oh, gross. What is that? <laughs> right? But, you know, the goiters and the area around the Great Lakes, including our state here in Minnesota and also Wisconsin, used to be known as the goiter belt because the soil was so deficient in iodine. And, you know, goiters were extremely common in this Midwest area, which is an iodine-deficient region until mm-hmm. they started putting... They started putting iodine in salt called iodized salt, and that was Mm -hmm. 1924, long time ago. Interesting. So today, the concern about using salt as a seasoning, you know, I think didn't before we went, we Cassie. There was just a news story last night, and it caught my attention because I I had just been thinking about the topic. But yeah, they're recommending, and I'm I'm not sure who they is, but they had a news story on saying. 
a lot of doctors are now recommending 1,500 milligrams of sodium, no more than that, which is like one teaspoon a day, I believe. Or even less, a little bit less, Maybe I a think. little bit mm-hmm. less for, um, is it, maybe it's a half of a teaspoon, for people that have high blood pressure in certain health conditions. But again, then we run into this quandary of, is that going to make you iodine mm-hmm. deficient? Yes. That's a major source. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So remember when I when we kind of started the show and I was saying that I was overeating all of that soy that so like you were making your milk, own fake making meat my products. own fake meat <laughs> oh boy tofu so that soy was interfering with my thyroid function sure so why so what was the reason behind that soy interferes with the absorption of that iodine and so can interfere with thyroid function mm. and that's probably new information for, for some listeners I wish I would have known. <sighs> Uh, Had I known Dar when I was about 15, I could have avoided a lot of issues. But another common substance, so we talk about the soy, or or, um, Katie just mentioned the soy, another common substance that can block that absorption of iodine is fluoride. So think about your water source, Mm -hmm. because most of our water sources here in, in the cities has fluoride in it. Now, the fluoride in toothpaste doesn't seem to be a problem because most people... You know, unless you're a two-year-old, you're not swallowing your toothpaste but anymore. that's why they warn people, mm-hmm. not the kids, not to swallow right. their... And that's why they have the little toddler toothpaste that doesn't have the fluoride. So the fluoride in toothpaste pretty much is just protecting our teeth against cavities. We're not swallowing it, so it's not affecting our thyroid. But the water is a different story because that fluoride is getting into our system and blocking iodine absorption. So if you know if your city is adding fluoride to your drinking water... You know, we really recommend your drinking water, uh, especially if you've got kind of a low thyroid function, uh, we recommend that it gets filtered. So maybe, Cassie, we should take a quick break. and um, I think we should, and then come back um, and talk about some of these things that negatively affect thyroid so you can get them out of your life. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Now, before we go to break, starting next Monday, November 5th, Nutritional Weight and Wellness is offering their six-week weight and wellness series, and this covers so many areas of our health. I absolutely loved this series. I think I took it four times (laughs) before I got off and running and was teaching classes myself. If you have blood sugar issues, the weight and wellness class will answer your questions. If you have digestive issues, I'm telling you the weight and wellness series is your answer. If you have aches and pains, the weight and wellness series is your answer. And if you have cholesterol issues, they spend one whole night, two hours, talking about heart health and cholesterol, and you will find your answers. And when we come back from break, Katie will will share the times of upcoming weight and wellness series. She's going to talk about the cost and the locations. And if you have questions about the thyroid today, call 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. So if you live around the Lakeville offices, I'm going to be teaching the weight and wellness series that we were talking about before the break, and this will be starting Wednesday, November 7th. And Katie's good. Yes. Oh. I've heard her. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. I, thank you. Um, so we also, if you're in the Maple Grove area, we have Aura Lee, who is also a very good teacher, um, yes. teaching Wednesday nights. Now for all of you individuals out in St. Paul area, uh, Andrea will be teaching Friday mornings and in St. Paul. Andrea is another great teacher. Another, another and, great teacher. Yeah. And that's so many good teachers. Mm-hmm. Well, they all have a personal story, yes. which yes. makes them very passionate. Mm-hmm. 
So for those in YZ, we have, um, oh, and Diane will be teaching Monday nights in St. Paul. Lynn another in, good teacher. Another good teacher. Absolutely. Lynn, another good teacher. YZ, Monday nights. So we really do have a lot of great teachers with amazing life-changing information. So the cost is only $225. And for those nurses out there, you can earn those continuing education credits, 14 of them. So divide that out. That's a steal because I just had to pay a chunk for some credits (laughs) and it wasn't that cheap. It's not cheap. I'm paying $400 for that. Oh Oh my goodness. For that many credits. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's pretty common. Okay. Well, we are going to take some callers. Um, Shoot. We lost Roger. Maybe he'll call back, but we have Angie on line one. Welcome, Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You had a question about the thyroid? Yes. Um, hi, a little bit of a background. Um, I'm a personal trainer and I have a client who um, is down 30 pounds and um, we've worked to um, increase her ac- level of activity. She's exercising three days a week, strength training and doing cardio, and she's changed drastically changed her nutrition. Yet um, I spoke with her, even though being down 30 pounds, I spoke with her the other day and she said her doctor said her thyroid is all out of whack, and her blood, um, sorry, not blood pressure, uh, her cholesterol has skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Well, and so my question is, why? Well, I think a lot of times this is exactly what happens when people's thyroid is hypo. It They're, happened to Oprah. Yep. Right? Oh, she started okay. exercising, yes. lost all that weight, and then she ended up with hypothyroid. And what happens is it affects the, how your liver is functioning and your cholesterol goes up. So I think she probably needs more, either more nutritional support or maybe medication for her thyroid. I think, you know, we try to help people get to the bottom of why their thyroid is not functioning. Again, is it a deficiency in zinc or selenium or omega-3s or is it a food sensitivity like gluten? Do you think low-fat eating could have gotten things out of whack too if she's cut out some fat? So... You know, I guess maybe even have her come in for a a nutritional consultation or get more information about how her thyroid is functioning from from her doctor. Um, Yeah, I do know that she has, she was prior to training with me, um, she was diagnosed with um, thyroid, underactive thyroid. And I think, you know, getting to the bottom of why it is, you know, it's like, if you just medicate it, you don't ever find out why, what is the deficiencies. Mm-hmm. You know, again, is it a food sensitivity or mm-hmm. is it a mineral deficiency? Okay. So thanks for the call. It sounds Thank like you. she's doing a good job, though. Otherwise, yes. good for her. Yeah. And, and thanks for listening. And then we have another caller. Should we take another sure. one, Dar? Mm-hmm. Laura, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi, so my question, uh, my mother, my sister, and I all have uh, hypothyroidism. Mm-hmm. My sister has Graves' disease. Mm-hmm. She just started taking armor. Okay. And yeah. I wanted your thoughts on that because it's not real common. I know a lot of doctors don't advocate it, but she says she feels much, much better. That's because armor thyroid has two types of thyroid medications. It has T4 and T3 in it, and some people cannot convert the T4 to T3, and so that sounds like your mom, but it sounds to me like you have kind of a genetic problem with um, autoimmune diseases, right, Cassie? Yes, there is a link there. Yeah, and so again, 
when, you know, if you listened last week to the show, Dr. O'Brien said that there is a direct connection to a gluten sensitivity and autoimmune diseases. Mm-hmm. And we even find there's a direct connection to dairy protein and autoimmune diseases. Yeah. And, you know, so these are some of the things that we look at. Again, and, it's like you you need to address what is really causing mm-hmm. the problem. Yeah, but certainly there's a, a gene here running in your family for autoimmune diseases, being that that, that Graves yeah. is on board. So. And and great that the armor thyroid is is working better yeah. for her. That's great. So, I think that's a good choice. Thank you for the call. Yeah, isn't that interesting? I've heard that from more than one client that either they've went on armor or a friend has went on armor. But in any case, the doctor doesn't really agree with it. But it does seem to work very well for a lot of people. You know, we keep coming back to what is the cause of your thyroid. You know, we were talking about. You know, we found that the the actually the fluoride in drinking water right. lowers your thyroid levels, and so we really do recommend that people filter. And you know, you can listen to some of our podcasts in the past. Richard from Richard's Water had great information on the contaminants in water. So you just go to our website, and it's so now it's so easy to pull mm-hmm. up that information because right? you can search just for water. Yeah. Yeah, those are always captivating shows when Richard is on. Mm -hmm. Great information. So no doubt the listeners are wondering what I should eat to make sure I have sufficient iodine, what we've been talking about. So here's your answer. Make sure your salt has a source of iodine in it. Salt is, again, a major source of our iodine. So I often recommend when I'm working with clients that they actually use sea salt because it has other minerals aside from the iodine. But make sure, make sure that it has added iodine to the sea salt. Some people actually enjoy kelp, so they'll add kelp to their diet because that is a great um, source of iodine as well as other seafood. They, are, they have good iodine. So, for example, when tested, many people living in Japan... They have a lot of seafood in their diet. They have higher levels of the iodine. Much higher, Mu- yes. Yeah, because they're eating so much of those that seafood product. And if you like the taste of kelp, add about a fourth of a teaspoon to your food daily to get good amounts of iodine in your diet. So, you know, some people say, well, why don't I just take an iodine supplement? Well, that's okay, but you have to have some caution because I believe, because we're kind of conservative, iodine, excess iodine may cause hyper thyroidism Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. overactive. So Mm -hmm. a little bit of iodine I think is okay. So we're looking at micrograms. So that's a little bit, maybe 150 micrograms might be beneficial. But if you're taking 20 milligrams, probably way too much for most people. So again, to be kind of on the safe side, eat more seafood and kelp and avoid those iodine blockers such as soy and fluoride or if you take a supplement with iodine, such as we have a great one called Thyrotane from mm-hmm. Orthomolecular, you'll notice that they have 150 micrograms in this supplement. Not more, just probably just the right amount. Right, right. So if any of the listeners out there are wondering, and I'm sure there are many of them wondering, I wonder if my thyroid is functioning at too low of a level. Here are some common body signs of low thyroid. One very common one is fatigue. You're just plain old tired all the time. Another common body sign, and and Katie mentioned to me during break, she 
had this one, susceptible to viruses and germs. So Just you're the one that's sick a lot. Always getting sick. Right. Yeah, Whenever there's a bug going around. Sick. Yeah. If you're the one that always catches that, that could be a sign of low thyroid. Weight gain because your metabolism sort of shuts down when your thyroid isn't working properly. Another body sign that some people might have is a hoarse or gravelly voice. And also swollen eyelids or a puffy face. Now, most people aren't going to have every one of these Mm -hmm. body signs, but these are some common indicators. And here's one that I find so interesting. And I've had a client that had this. The loss of the outer third of the eyebrow hair. Mm -hmm. So I bet everybody's running to the bathroom right now (laughs) to look at your your eyebrows. eyebrows. But that is a potential body sign of low thyroid. And I'm going to tell you a couple more, but I'm going to do that when we get back from break. Um, So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I cannot believe we're up against our last break already. At Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we are all about eating healthy foods, but sometimes we get it. Life happens and you have no time to cook. So how can you prepare for those times? One of my favorite things to do is always, always have hard-boiled eggs in the fridge. In fact, I just hard-boiled up a bunch last night. That way you have a quick protein to grab. Mm-hmm. And when I'm really on top of my game, I peel them. Like if I'm hard boiling on a Friday night when I have time, I peel them right away. So they're in my fridge now already peeled. And then if I have an early morning conference call, like yeah. we started <laughs> having, right, yeah. I can easily grab two eggs. They're already peeled. I can grab an apple and a handful of nuts. And I have a protein, a carb, and a healthy fat. And I have a balanced blood sugar in a matter of seconds. And I'm good to go. And when we come back, Katie will share another no time to cook idea. So stay with us. Stuck in a cycle of low energy and low moods? Do carb cravings drive you to polish off a bag of cookies or pretzels in one sitting? It's no coincidence that when your moods are low, your cravings are out of control. But you can break this frustrating cycle by learning the food-mood connection. When it comes to nutrition, nobody understands how food affects moods better than nutritional weight and wellness. Their Balanced Foods for Balanced Moods class explains which foods support well-being and positive thoughts. In two hours, you learn to feed your brain properly to conquer cravings and brighten your moods. Client after client has experienced increased energy, clearer thinking, and better moods as a result of good nutrition, and you can too. Change your food to change your mood. Balanced Foods for Balanced Moods is taught at nutritional weight and wellness offices and other locations throughout the Twin Cities. Call 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com to find a class near you. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If I, before the break, Cassie was kind of giving some examples about what she does before if she doesn't have enough food in hand. When life gets in the way. Right, when life gets busy. So if I have no time to cook, I just go and I go to like a local co-op. I grab a rotisserie chicken. Really quick, really easy. Protein seems to be kind of the piece that's a little bit more challenging. Right. So if you get a rotisserie chicken at a co-op, usually it doesn't have as much of the MSG or some other added chemicals. So then from there, I would go through the salad bar, maybe get some nice veggies, some pre-cut fruit, maybe get some olives and nuts. Um, So there we go. That would be a quick and healthy meal. We got our protein, Mm -hmm. our carbs, and and some good fats. So if you've tried the chili recipe, that is one of my all-time favorite Mm -hmm. recipes. That is another really good go-to. So make up a pot of chili. I do it pretty much every single week. 
mm-hmm. um, and I'll just I, put it into separate servings. Right. And I think we all, almost all of us do that. We love that chili. Yes. And Matt has been a godsend for me now that I have a first grader that I have to pack lunches for. Sure. He loves it when I pack oh, him oh, chili. Great. So just heat up the thermos with some yeah. hot water in the morning, let yes. it sit for a little bit, and then I heat up the chili and throw that in. And he has a great school lunch, too. So um, it's always good to have a backup plan, right? Yep. It sure is. That, that'll keep him going, too. Or a plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's take a caller. Um, Lisa, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Did you have a question for us? Hi, thanks very much. No, I had a comment because I was um, diagnosed with hypothyroidism. Yep. Took them a long time, but when I made the comment finally that I'm freezing all the time and my fingernails turn blue. Oh, yes. That's mm-hmm. another <laughs> really hypothyroid. Decided, yeah, he finally decided to test. So. Um, I mean, I was, I had blankets in the car and my husband and my son were, you know, they had no idea why I was so cold all the time. And then um, finally went in and he diagnosed it. And I was losing weight at the time because I was on Weight Watchers. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And that's why they never tested for it. So oh, okay. a little, little touchy. Just wanted to make that comment. Okay. That's, well, that's a, great, a comment. great comment. Thank you for calling, Lisa. You know, that's a good point. I mm-hmm. remember having one or two clients over the years here that were underweight or at weight and had mm-hmm. hypothyroid. Sure. And then yeah. the blue fingernails, boy. Yes, That's and cold all the way. Better. Yeah, and cold You know, all another way. symptom that we sometimes see, and I see this in the office a lot of times, people come in because they have trouble swallowing. Mm-hmm. Right, and maybe a little bit of a lump, lump in the throat yes. if you feel, and yep. then that inhibits their swallowing. Mm-hmm. So oh. maybe we should try to give people an idea of, well, okay, you've got a hypothyroid, we're looking at kind of the first step, and so what could we do if it's more of an iodine or a lack of nutrient problem? Well, to add a meal of seafood at least once a week would be a great easy way. Broiled shrimp would be a good source of iodine. Crab is another good source of iodine, so if you want to make some crab cakes with some gluten-free crackers. And then if you want to go all the way and sprinkle a quarter teaspoon of kelp on your food on a daily basis, that would really help. Now, I'm the first to get it that kelp is an acquired taste, and some people may never acquire the taste for kelp. So in that case, if you're not going to do kelp every day, make sure you're using iodized sea salt. And it's very easy to find. I bought mine at Coburn's. I've seen it at Cub. Mm -hmm. I think pretty much every grocery Mm -hmm. store has iodized sea salt. You know, and personally, kelp is not one of my favorite foods either. And even it's got though a I've tried, yeah. So I really recommend a small amount of iodine supplement that's found in thyrotain. And you know, it's a supplement from orthomolecular that supports the thyroid function. It contains an amino <laughs> acid called tyrosine, which is really necessary for the production of T4 and T3. And typically, we would get tyrosine from meat. meat. Mm-hmm. So you can see why. When you went vegetarian, Katie, yes, your thyroid didn't you. work very well right? because you weren't getting Enough. the amino acid tyrosine. Yep. So all now, goes back to, isn't it, it amazing? Oh, it just goes We're back. We're still amazed. We, we continue to be amazed. <laughs> right? Well, because it's so simple in, yes. in one thought. I mean, just let's get real and eat real. And and it all comes back into line. So Katie and I are feeling much better these days. Oh, sure. We're, we're eating much better. Now, your thyroid needs other minerals for support, too. We've talked about the iodine, but I would also recommend some zinc. 30 to 50 milligrams of reacted zinc would be a great amount if you think your thyroid needs a little support. 
And then magnesium is another great one, 300 to 400 milligrams of magnesium glycinate. Be sure you look for the glycinate form. That's the most highly absorbable form. And then 200 micrograms of selenium. All of these minerals are necessary for good thyroid function. So minerals are so important, but another thing that is so important for our thyroid function is having enough sufficient omega-3 fatty acids, mm-hmm. that good old fish oil. Um, so either 400 milligrams of just the the specific DHA found in omega-3 or 2,000 to 3,000 milligrams of omega-3 per day is something that we would recommend for your thyroid. It's also great for your brain, too. It sure it's is. Good brain food, the omega-3s. So, you know, we were talking before about some other symptoms of low thyroid. And so, you know, I think the caller that talked about being cold all the time, that was a a great one. Yes. You know, know, some other symptoms might be, you know, high blood pressure, Mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting. And diabetes, Mm -hmm. a variety of emotional problems. Now, again, not to relate back to when I was doing a lot of soy, but... Oh, come oh, boy. on. Let's talk about you. Okay, sure. <laughs> I was so emotional roller coaster. One minute I was happy. One yeah. minute I wasn't as happy. Um, so depression, irregular menstrual cycles. Some people would experience hair loss. Then some discoloration of the skin. Oh, yes. And, of course, we always like to talk, about, to talk about this. bowel movements, right? Constipation <laughs> can be associated. Right. Not, not to laugh about it, because when right. you're having it, it's, it's not fun. Not but fun. I, I laugh because when my husband first met me, he said, all I talk about is poop and pee. And I yeah. said, well, you know, it tells us a lot about it, a person. That's an important topic. <laughs> so, you know, there's a really simple check if people are wondering if their thyroid is not functioning very well. And it's called the basal temperature test. And it's really as easy to do. All you have to do is get your thermometer out. Right, Katie? Yeah. Um, and after that, so get get that get that thermometer. Thermometer. It's a basal thermometer. Um, keep it by your bed and test your temperature for five consecutive nights. So when you wake up in the morning, before you even get out of bed. Yes, before you even get out of bed. Yep. Place that thermometer under your arm and leave it there for five minutes. So after that, you check the temperature, and then if you do this for five days, average out. Those temperatures, if it's below 97.6, it that's kind of indicating that you could have low thyroid or that hypothyroidism. So remember this, it's 97.6 and anything mm-hmm. below. So if you're coming in at 97.2, on, it's an indication that maybe mm-hmm. you've got some hypothyroid and maybe it's time to go in and get tested. Simple, simple way to check things out. Not a 100% accurate test, but a good indication and you know, some of the good doctors out there are saying, get your thyroid tested every three to five years mm-hmm. with or without symptoms because we're seeing so many people with issues. And if you have that hypothyroid or low thyroid, it means that your thyroid is underactive. And so in essence, it's releasing too little T4 and T3 into your bloodstream. And this is what causes your body to sort of go into slow motion, and it also causes your metabolism to slow down typically. And the statistics show that now about one out of eight women, one out of eight women will have thyroid problems sometime in their life. So, you know, you kind of stop and think about what is causing that increase. Well, I think we know, like, it's from what Dr. O'Brien said last week is, the the gluten has changed and what we're eating has changed. I think women are often on low fat starvation types of eating plans because they were trying to lose mm-hmm. weight. They get low on zinc, 
I think, comes from meat, meat. again. Yep. Mm-hmm. And soy, you know, soy has infiltrated so many products in our it's everywhere market. And one, and I am not badgering school food service because those cooks out there are doing the best they can with their budget. But a lot of the foods available to them mm-hmm. are filled with soy as as cheap fillers, and we mm-hmm. see it in the grocery store shelves as well. So sometimes, without even knowing it, Realizing. we're getting that ingredient that blocks thyroid function. Um, and then the fluoride. I mean, I grew up on well water, but not a lot yes. of people can say that anymore. Exactly. And I grew up on well water, too, and that makes a big difference for people. So if that's the things that's happening to you, you know, you have to kind of look at all the different things that are going on in your life and figure out what is really affecting your mm-hmm. thyroid because it uh, is sort of the master hormone over all your other hormones. So if it, you can see if it's going to cause if it can cause high blood pressure, if it can cause depression, if it can cause you to lose your the hair on your eyebrows. Mm-hmm. And the hair on your head. You know, loss hair of hair head. is is one of the, the body signs. And I it, this talk is reminding me of a client I had in a while back and a man with hypothyroid. And mm-hmm. he and his wife got it around the same time and he linked it back to the fluoride in their water. So Good it's show. a filtering system, in, look right? Look at that. Yes. Thank yeah, you for listening. Thanks for Thank you, everyone. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.